Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in Akron, Ohio. It's Sunday, October 27, 2019, almost 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Ohio. And it's supposed to be 68 degrees Fahrenheit today. So I hope it doesn't rain. Um, It's been raining a lot, actually, which is a good thing. You know, it's fall. The leaves are falling. They're changing color. It's almost Halloween. It's, it's kind of awesome. Um, they claim we might get a little bit of snow, but I doubt it because um, it's not too cold as of yet for it. So, but yeah, um, I wanted to do an episode today um, about discourse in the language learning community. Um, But before I get into that topic, I want to thank the sponsors of the show, Anchor, for, you know, almost a year's worth of sponsorship. You guys rock. I love your platform. It's accessible with screen readers, such as VoiceOver for iOS devices and the Mac, JAWS for Windows, NVDA, Linux, System Access um, for Windows computers. You know, your tablets, mobile phones, um, your Android phones. I love it. It's amazing. You know, people that are are able to um, use it, having a visual impairment or completely blind um, independently is great. Um, thank you so much, you know, and thank you for the fact that it's also free. So if anybody wants to go and check it out, they can. At anchor.fm. A N C H O R.fm. Now, let's get right into it, shall we? Today's episode is about discourse in the language learning community. And why do we have it? You know, um, a good friend of mine who's on Twitter, um, Devonair Polyglot, um, aka Phil Yervert, um, she has a YouTube channel that's really successful and she's. Uh, an English girl who's studying um, medieval history in the Netherlands right now. She's getting her master's degree. And she taught herself Dutch, by the way, by watching movies, uh, doing flashcards, um, you know, listening to podcasts. And she was able to get into a school where it's all taught in Dutch. Um, you know, and she is a a language learner that likes doing it as a hobby. And what's so interesting about her is that, you know, she speaks a little Russian, a little French, some Italian, and I think a little bit of Spanish. Um, And, you know, like a lot of us, you know, she puts out her own content on YouTube. She's spoken a couple times at the Polyglot Conference and and she's gone to a couple of the polyglot gatherings. And she kind of feels like a lot of us where you can be a little bit intimidated by all these people speaking all these languages to these high degrees of proficiency. You know, and then when you go and you start speaking, you might have a few people that might be a little bit rude. And they'll sit there and they'll say things like, oh, well, 
you're not really fluent. You only know how to say such and such and such and such. Well, first of all, no one is 100% fluent in a language. You have to be able to, um, you know, learn the languages you see fit for what your needs are, not what the needs are of the general public at large. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is that they sit there and they think that you're supposed to be fluent like a native. Well, that's not true. You're not supposed to be fluent like a native. You are supposed to be as well-versed in the language as you want to be. I, it just drives me crazy to know when, when you're speaking with someone as a native speaker of a language that you're studying and they tell you that it's hard. Well, is it hard because your attempts to learn English was difficult and you just didn't have enough speaking practice? Because that's what I see with people that I work with. They don't have enough speaking practice. And so this is why they think it's difficult. Well, the more you speak, even if you speak to yourself, the better off you're going to be later on down the road. Now, are you going to be 100% accurate in everything that you say? Not really, but that's just how it is. That's just life. But to argue about how somebody is supposed to be when learning a language is just not cool at all. It makes it seem like your owner's of a language. No one owns anything, to be completely honest with you. This is just my personal opinion here. And I I personally feel that you shouldn't be made to feel uncomfortable when walking in a room with a group of people that share the same interest as you do. Now, I'm going to be honest. Yes, you do have some cocky, arrogant people out there that, oh, Well, I have this many followers on Instagram and this many people on Twitter and this many people on Facebook or YouTube or Tumblr or Pinterest or Instagram or Snapchat, for instance. Well, that's great. But these people don't really know you. They don't know you. They they know what you put out there. They've never met you. They haven't had a glass of wine or a beer or coffee with you. They haven't had dinner with you. So, you know, you really don't know them like you think you do. Um, You know them from afar. And when you're learning a language, it, it, it does become intimidating because, okay, are you learning the language or are you just watching your favorite YouTuber or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter person on, on um, social media? You're not really taking time with the language like you should be doing in order to get to the level that you want to get. Well, I mean, I've been known to do that. I'm not going to lie. I sure have. I've, I've done that. I've watched a lot of Luca and Ollie and, and Moses and Steve Kaufman videos. And I do take a lot from what they have to say. But they're giving their opinion about it. You know... Language learning is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Everyone has a different way of learning. And if someone thinks that your way is not correct, then maybe they should try your way first before knocking it. 
Because I notice when you knock people down, it's very difficult for them to be able to get back up because they believed in you, the individual that was speaking to them about the subject matter for which they are passionate about. Now, this is a hobby for a lot of people. People didn't turn this into a company like Ollie Richards did. I mean, I give him props for everything he's doing. I mean, God knows he's, he's very good at what he does. But it took time and it took a lot of work. He's been teaching for 10 years. He's had his blog for six years. You know, he, he has people working for him. He has, you know, that took time. That didn't just happen overnight. He did a lot of it on his own in the beginning. And, you know, a lot of the language learning is on your own. You know, it is a very solitary existence, but that doesn't mean that you can't reach out to the community for advice, help, tips, so forth. I give tips all the time on my show. I give tips in my Facebook group, Chanel's Language Learning Journey Mastermind, which anyone can join um, on Facebook. Um, You know, however... I work with people that are disabled and I work with people that are not disabled. And I do have to say, you know, life is hard. Learning a language really isn't as difficult as people think. A lot of it is just getting started. And depending on what degree of proficiency you want to get to, if you just want to learn A1 basics, You can just learn the basics of a language. You don't necessarily have to go all the way to, I want to read War and Peace. Um, You know, and it's a shame because people tend to forget that you're a human being. And so it is kind of rude to... Be on Skype or Facebook Instant Messenger or FaceTime or WhatsApp. And you have people where they just sit there and they judge you because you're not at the same level as they are. Well, if you're a beginner in the language, of course you're not going to be at the same level as they are. That's normal. You know, I would think you would want to impart words of wisdom to someone, not knock them because they're not where you are or oh well you're not a real polyglot because you don't speak seven eight nine ten languages well you can speak seven eight nine ten twelve fifteen languages different degrees of proficiency you might want to know a few phrases in one language learn some words in another language whatever floats your boat whatever makes you happy that's what matters This whole trying to compete with each other nonsense, it's just that, it's utter nonsense, it's rubbish. I've never seen nothing like it. Yet, we're supposed to be um, polite. Well, you can be polite without being sarcastic and arrogant or thinking that you're better than somebody because you made it on CNN or you were... You have 10,000 subscribers on your channel. Well, that's great. But, dude, if you go out into the real world, if nobody can pick you out 
and say, oh, this is such and such. Oh, this is Chanel Patrice Hancock from Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. If they don't know who you are and you're not being stopped every five seconds, you're only famous on the internet. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, to be honest, it's great if you create your own brand. It's great if you... um you know, do all these things and you become successful. But just because you become successful does not mean you have the right to knock people. Or just because you're successful even at being a C1, B2, B1, that person might not want to be at that level. They might want to be A1, A2. Even if they just want to be those levels in certain languages, there's nothing wrong with that. The fact that they made the attempt to learn someone else's language and their culture and history and they're able to communicate even a little bit to the person means more to them than being hackled by somebody else that don't even know them. And I mean, okay, if someone goes to the polyglot gathering, and I've heard a lot of lovely things about it. I've never been. I would love to go. Um you know, once I get my passport, um, and I get money to do it. Um, you know, and that's another thing. People heckle you because your finances aren't the same as theirs. Well, guess what? I I live in low-income housing. I live on a fixed income because I'm disabled, and it's difficult for me to find work. And so it's not for lack of trying. But at the end of the day, I have to pay bills and rent just like everybody else. It might be subsidized, but I do. You know, and I make my little money that I get every month work for me. And I also get food assistance. However, if I didn't have those things, I would be up a creek with no paddle. So, of course, I'm not going to be able to go to a polyglot conference or a gathering far away from North America. I'm just not, you know, even if I decide next year, I want to go to Mexico as a prime example. It's, I'm going to, it's going to take me from now until then to save up for my plane ticket, my room and board, um, food. So it's going to take me at least a thousand dollars. And, you know, that, and that's, you know, not doing anything else, but saving up for those things. And I think, you know, when people judge you, you know, on finances or people judge you on how much education you have or people judge you because you're not speaking the language to the the satisfaction of that person, well, you have to ask yourself, is your time really being benefited by listening to this nonsense? And it really isn't. And... I kind of feel that when I watched the video that Ophelia had did talking about discourse and language learning, it made me want to come out here and put a video or an episode out about it because of the fact that, you know, I can definitely understand where she's coming from. You know, 
and I don't, I haven't even gone to one of these events yet, but I mean, I've heard so many different stories and I felt for her so badly because it was like, well, wait a minute. You went to this thing. You kind of feel like you're not really a polyglot because your language levels aren't as high as some of the other people and people are making you feel uncomfortable. Well, first of all, if people are making you feel uncomfortable, that's not a good sign at all. It just seems like people are being mean and vicious because, you know, they're just being a-holes. You know, you're going to have that. You really are. It doesn't matter what community you, you're in. And the language learning community is such a small niche community. It's unreal. You have to kind of surround yourself with people that are positive. And maybe that person had a bad day. I have no idea. But I do know that I wouldn't treat someone unkindly because their language skills wasn't the greatest. I would be patient. And I would be happy to know that someone else was studying my language to the best of their abilities because that's all you can do is that. You know. And I mean, personally, for me, looking at this from an internet standpoint and being on the internet and social media every day and tweeting with people and giving advice to people on language learning for free, um, you're not going to always see eye to eye. And that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with having good, healthy discourse. I mean, Benny Lewis and Steve Kaufman had their banter going on about which method was the most appropriate method to learn a language. And that went on for God knows how long. But at the end of the day, it wasn't personal. And that's what you have to understand. You cannot take any of this personally because guess what? They're a person too. And you know what you are capable of doing in regards to your own language learning. And that's what matters. What makes you happy in your ultimate growth and development process when learning a language not someone else's opinion because you will have so many people give you so many different opinions your head will start swimming but that doesn't mean that you have to listen to every single one of them you know you know what's best for you and i will say that i do this because i enjoy it i may dabble in a whole bunch of different languages and that's fine I may be at different proficiency levels in certain languages. That's fine. I may only have my TEFL cert. That's fine. I don't care about that. You know, it's a piece of paper. It's about being able to communicate with people in a fun and feel-free way that's not stressful to me personally. And, you know, I'm almost at 10,000 listeners 90 countries all over the world. And I know I'll get to 100 countries before the end of the year. And I know I'll make it to 10,000 people. I would love to get to 20,000 before the end of the year. Uh, I don't know if that happened. But that is a goal of mine. I mean, okay, two months. You know, I mean, unless I have like George R.R. Martin on my show uh, talking about you know, the different languages of Game of Thrones and how he came about it, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) But to be honest, it's good to have a a nice discourse 
that's healthy, but not abusive. And I, I think some people take from some of these conferences, uh, you know, some of them enjoy them and a lot of them, you know, kind of feel intimidated. And, and that's understandable. That's a normal emotion that you're going to feel because you are looking at these people who probably spent years learning the languages that they learn. By the way, if you come from a monolingual environment like the UK, Canada, uh, US, South America, Russia, Asia, well, guess what? Yes, they do have to learn English. But at the end of the day, if, if their language is the only language that's spoken, regardless of what that language may be, whether it's Japanese, whether it's Mandarin, uh, whether it's Spanish, Portuguese, English, then, of course, you're not going to learn anything else because you're not going to think that you're going to need to learn anything else. And, and that's, that's understandable through society's norms. Yet, at the end of the day, it's always practical to know a little bit of something because you never know when you're going to need it. And, and that's another reason why I do what I do is because I know that this is something that I'm going to need. But if I want to learn Greek for the hell of it and just learn a couple chapters of Greek, fine. If I want to learn some Finnish, fine. Icelandic, fine. But guess what? If I don't want to be native speaker in it, don't worry about it. it that's my business as to what I want to do with my own language learning. But to argue about it, or to make me feel less of a person because I'm not up to the same level as you is completely inappropriate, completely unprofessional, and unacceptable by any means. And I don't think anybody should feel like they need to come back from a conference feeling unsure of themselves because of a group of people who made them feel that way for no reason other than the fact to be complete assholes. That's just wrong. So I do feel for Ophelia on that. Like, you know, you need to have more people um, be more considerate of each other. Agree to disagree. But don't make someone feel like shit. Because that's not right. We're all in this community because we want to learn languages to the best of our own ability. Whether it's to be able to read a book, an article in a magazine, cook a favorite meal, learn it because, you know, your spouse's family doesn't speak English. Okay, fine. That's, that's amazing. That's a good thing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if I step into a room and my language level and finish isn't up to par that I need to be torn down to shreds because it isn't to the level you think it should be or he or she thinks it should be. It's not like that. This is an independent journey that everyone has to go on and that is something that you have to remember. This is your own journey. Don't allow any negativity from anybody to affect your progress. Because once you start doing that, you're not going to want to get back up off of, off of the ground. And I would get up, I would dust myself off and keep going. Because guess what? It's one day at a time. One word, one phrase, one paragraph, one lesson. You know, if you can 
achieve to say hello, how are you, my name is, I am from, talk about work, whatever, in the language, and that's all you want, so be it. But don't allow society to dictate to you what you should do in regards to your own language learning. If you're going to have a healthy discussion on the situation, have a healthy discussion. Agree to disagree. But don't knock somebody because they're not at the same level that you are. Because that's not fair. Because when you were learning those languages, you were at the same level that the person that you're knocking is at right now. So, I employ everybody to take a pause, take a breather, and enjoy your languages. And enjoy the journey and the discovery of learning about people's cultures, history, music, food, fashion, environment. Because... You know what? This is a better time in the world to be able to learn languages. We're more connected now because of the internet than ever. And you can always find people that are still like-minded. That, you know, they like language learning, but it's not the end-all or be-all to their existence. I have other hobbies that I enjoy. You know, I'm, I love reading books, but I also love taking walks with my guide dog. I love canoeing. I love swimming. I love you know, going shopping and, and finding the latest fashions and wearing the latest fashions. And, you know, I love talking about history and politics. Um, I love to travel and go to amusement parks. So there are things, you know, I do some karaoke every once in a while. So I have other hobbies other than language learning. And, you know, this is a passion of mine. The theater and film were things that I studied in school. And that's another passion of mine. So... I mean, for me, I have other interests that can coincide with language learning far beyond just speaking the language. And so you just have to find what makes you feel right in this space. And don't listen to the haters because you're going to have people hate, you know. And, and that's fine. They can hate all they want to. But when it comes down to tearing someone's wall down... Because you don't agree with the, the way they said something or it, it was said wrong. or Well, first of all, you make mistakes in your own native language. So who are you to criticize someone? I mean, that's not cool. You know, there's too much criticism going on in regards to language learning. There's too much, um, you need to know everything. No, you don't. You don't need to know everything. You definitely don't need to know everything. Um... You need to know what you want to know. And that's what's of value and importance for you, the person. Not for whoever. You know, and I'm going to be honest. Yes, people can make money off of language learning. And, and yes, if I really wanted to, I could make money off of language learning. But my whole thing is, is it's not about the money. It's about giving good content to people. And being able to help them through telling the stories and the struggles of others and myself. You know, and that means more to me than all the money in the world. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, when we leave this earth, I want to be able to say that I was able to impact people regardless of finances. You know, because I think too many people take that to heart too much. 
money, money, money. And it, it's not about that. It's about being able to impact people in a positive way. And that's what I do every week. And so, you know, I have discourse with people sometimes because they don't understand where I'm coming from with me being partially blind. Well, okay, I'm not all the way sighted. I'm not totally blind either. I'm in the middle. And it's very difficult because I can relate to some blind people, but I can't relate to everybody. Um, I can relate to sighted people, but I, you know, okay, so I don't drive a car. You know, but the really interesting part about it is, is that, you know, when you don't, when someone doesn't understand something, you will sit down and try to explain it to the best of your abilities. But then when they start challenging what you're saying, because they still don't get it, I have to walk away because I don't have time to repeat myself 30 times over. You know, either you're going to understand or you're not going to understand. I can't force you to understand something. And so, you know, it's all about educating yourself on what it is you want to know about. I mean, I try to know a little bit of everything because I look at it like this. You never know what um, type of conversation you're going to have with somebody. Now, I won't talk about religion because I am someone that is Christian, but I don't really talk about it because I'm not like the biggest expert on it. And if I'm not comfortable talking about something, I'm not going to talk about it. And, and either people find that to be okay with them because I respect all faiths. I do. Um, but at the same time, if I don't feel comfortable talking about it, I'm not going to. And I would hope people can respect that. But there are some people out there that just don't get it. They just won't. And that's fine. And I keep going. But at the same time, you're going to have this, you know, people are going to think that because they've learned 50 million languages, that they're like the biggest expert on the face of the planet. Well, anyone can, can become an expert on something that they work hard enough at it. It's just not a one-stop shop where you go collect your languages and keep going. It doesn't work like that. So, for me personally, you know, all this banter, you know, it's good to have it. But a lot of people don't want to be involved with that sort of discourse because it's too much. They're only here to do it because they want to. You know, they're enjoying it and they want to be around like-minded people to enjoy it too. And I would hope that people can understand that. I really do. Because, yes, there are people that want to drop out the language learning community because they feel like people are just being mean. I mean, there are people that are supposedly highly profiled that can be mean on social media, but then supposedly when you meet them in person, they're not like that, supposedly. And I said, well, person's a person. I look at it like this. If you're going to treat someone like crap on the internet, then I wonder how you're going to treat the person in person. And, and that is something that I, you know, because I don't like phony people. I just don't. I, I'm going to come out and say that right now. I do not like phony people. They can go fuck off. Um, 
Because, you know, if you're not a genuine person that really does have heart, and it's just not about me, me, me constantly, or I went to this school, or I made this amount of money, or I, whatever. No one cares, man. <laughs> no one gives a crap about that. Really. You know, I mean, okay, if you're going to tear somebody down because they're not living financially up to the level that you are, something's wrong with that. You know, if you're going to tear someone down because they don't have the same amount of education you do, I have a problem with that. I have a problem when you sit up there and say one thing on your video and then come back three months later and say, oh, well, yeah, you can learn three languages at one time as long as you break them up. Well, I was saying that a long time ago. You can learn as many languages as you want to. But no. It's almost like People want you to like them. So they're willing to say whatever they want to say in order to um, get you to like their video or like their tweet or like this or buy that. Well, okay, why should we have to buy something? Because you made it. Okay, now if it's outrageously priced and people are on fixed incomes and they just don't have that kind of money, they're not going to do that. They're going to go to the library. They're going to go to places where they can get free resources. And I recommend this to my students all the time. Free resources. Because guess what? You can learn just as much from a free resource as you could if you were to pay somebody's for somebody's course. Now, yes, Kirsten has created stuff. So has um, Benny Lewis and Shannon Kennedy and Ollie Richards and Moses McCormick and and, um, you know, so Steve Kaufman has Link, you know, so, I mean, people have created stuff and people actually do enjoy using their stuff and, it's, and that's a wonderful thing and I'm very glad that it's out there for people to use. However, you know, they've been doing this for years, you know, and it takes time. And they use the same resources as the rest of us did in order to start learning. I mean, Steve Kaufman was using tapes and books that he found before the internet even came out. So, I mean, that makes sense. But when it comes down to it, is it really um, fair that People think that you're supposed to invest money in something that you can learn for nothing, you know. And I'm lucky in that fact that I learned Russian. I think I might have spent $150 altogether when I bought the Michelle Thomas Russian, which I will be doing a review about because I am working with them as a um, consultant and affiliate marketer. So, um, that's what I'm doing for them. And I'm also doing a promotion where if you buy the Polish course, whether it's the foundation or intermediate course, you can 
Get 35% off by typing my name, C-H-E-N-E-L-L. I have an E at the end of it, but I have to chop it off because um, you only could have seven letters. So if you buy either or of those courses for the Polish Michelle Thomas online, um, on the Michelle Thomas site, michellethomas.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-T-H-O-M-A-S.com, um, you create your account for free and then you can pick that um, language for Polish and um, you get 35% off your purchase and the foundation course is a hundred bucks so you get 35% off of that which is great and I'm going to be honest um, I'm doing this because of the fact that next year's polyglot gathering is going to be in Poland and so I'm trying to get people to learn Polish using Michelle Thomas to start off with. Um, so that's why I'm doing this um, promotional um, Polish. And if you still want to learn Japanese, they're doing 35% off Japanese right now until the end of the year. So I just wanted to let you know about that as well. Um, the courses, the foundation courses are $100.00. The intermediate courses are 90, and the ones that have the vocabulary builder is 75 on the site. So um, I just thought I would share that bit of information. Um, if you want to find out more information, go to michellethomas.com. And um, all their languages are there. Um, and I've used um, that course to learn Russian, Dutch, French, Italian. I'm using it for Japanese and Egyptian, Arabic, and Hindi right now. So um, I will be eventually um, doing a review next week for the Hindi course. Um, so that'll be coming out on the 3rd of November. But I will say that I enjoy it because I'm an auditory learner. And, you know, you have people where they think their way of learning is the right way and that your way of learning is the wrong way and it a lot of it is just opinion based a lot of the arguments and a lot of the negativity is opinion based and I know that there are a lot of people out there that are very sensitive to certain things and I would just want to say to you I understand where you're coming from because I've dealt with cyberbullying and there is no excuse for it. It does happen in the polyglot community more so than often, especially when you're in big groups of, of, of other polyglots, um, which is unfortunate. Um, but I will say to you, you know, if you feel that people are, are being too argumentative, they're not listening to what you have to say. They're being just plain abusive. Report that. Because there is no way in the world you should be subjected to that type of abuse. It's just wrong. And, um, you know, that goes for any type of abuse, period. Whether it's mental, psychological, written, verbal. And that also goes for people who are disabled. If you're disabled and you're dealing with somebody that is verbally abusing you 
over whether it's Skype, whether it's it's Facebook, Instant Messenger, FaceTime, WhatsApp. You have the right to report these people. Um, disability abuse is on the rise, especially online. Um, you have the right to report these people before you block them. Um, I've had to block people because I have suffered through disability abuse, being visually impaired online. And it has been in the polyglot community. So I, I will say, um, and it's been outside of it too, um, you know, people didn't agree with my political stance, you know, because I'm, I'm liberal, I'm a Democrat. Um, you know, people didn't like I liked President Obama, you know. Okay, so what? People didn't like I did, I voted for Hillary. It was it was it was just bad. Um, you know, you have people who troll and you know, they like to say really mean and vicious things to try to get you off track of your language learning. And I've seen that a lot. Um, I've seen where people make mistakes um with their their dictation and you know my vision's limited so I can't read print anymore. So I'm going to make mistakes. I've had this not only in the polyglot community, I've had it in the blindness community, I've had it in the sighted community. So I definitely can understand where people are coming from when it comes down to being uncomfortable. I mean, I've had to leave a couple groups because of the fact that this stuff was going on. And it's sad because one of them had almost 40,000 people in it. And I was in it for like four years, but I said enough is enough. I love the person, but I cannot deal with this. You know, it was just too much. You can't even say anything or make a comment about anything without someone saying something. And it's wrong. It's, you know... um, I, I I see that a lot, and it, it's just something that really hurts me to the core that people would be that mean and vicious. But see, I wonder if it's a psychological thing. I wonder if they're having a bad day, so they want to turn it out on somebody that they think is weak, when in fact people that are disabled are not weak-minded. Um, and, and it's just... Um, it's a very sad, sad thing to see. And I, I wish it could stop because there's no, no room for it. Everything is, oh, you're offending me. This is offensive. You know, in a minute, our freedom of speech is going to be taken away. So we won't have any type of healthy discourse to have, whether it's on the Internet or in person, because someone's going to be offended by it. Well, my advice is to get a grip stop reading into everything that you read if you find that the person's stuff is so outrageous what you need to do is report that but there has to be justification for it i mean you can't just say because someone said effing grow up for example um that's not being racist i mean i actually was banned on Facebook for making any videos for a month because someone said I was inciting hate speech and I'm not a hateful person at all. So I think that a lot of people tend to um, really take things too literally and too seriously. And, you know, 
it's unfortunate because you you don't you have to be careful what you say because people have problems with that and um i mean it's it's a very sad thing to see you know when people's opinions hurt that much but you know living in the US and having the right to have freedom of speech is a great thing but you can't abuse it you know you can't abuse it even on the internet like you're typing out stuff and you're you're saying things that you wouldn't say verbally online and it's a very sad thing to see when people are not um able to really defend themselves like they would want to and you know this wasn't like back in the day 20 30 years ago where you still fought things out with fisticuffs no you know people are sitting back saying exactly what's on their mind from a computer screen and they're not being held accountable for anything that they say that may be damaging to somebody now mind you yes if someone says um, this might not be something you want to watch. You might not want to watch that because the topic might be too much for you. But that doesn't mean that you have someone taken down because of their own personal viewpoint. Um, and what I've learned how to do myself personally is if somebody is saying something about me, to me, I let them know how I feel about it. And then after that, I'll report them. And then I will block them. I will unfriend them and block them from my page. Or if we're not even friends, I'll just block them because I personally feel that this is not acceptable behavior. And I've had to block a few people in the polyglot community and I don't mind doing that. But I'm going to be honest, that doesn't mean just because someone has a dictation issue problem that you have the right to make fun of them, you know, or their words came out a different way because of the technology. That's not their fault. Or because an app isn't accessible, it's not their fault. They can't use it. I'm going to contact the people who developed the app and I'm going to ask, is there a way that this can be accessible? Because if you're going to have an app that's for educational purposes, it should be accessible for everybody, not just one particular group of people. And see what happens. But I'm not going to sit there and say to someone, well, they didn't make it for people that were blind or visually impaired. That's ignorant and it's, you're discriminating. You know, so I personally feel that it's good to have a healthy discourse, but it's it's not good when you're, you know, just bashing people or making them feel bad about themselves for no reason, you know. And then on top of that, if you're making videos and you're making content, sometimes, you know, I'll follow people. But then after a while, if, if your information isn't really filtering into me anymore, I'm going to unfollow you because it's, to me, it's a waste of my time. I got everything I needed out of the information you provided. So I'm going to stop following you and it's not personal. 
It's just that, you know, it's taking space up on whatever social media platform I'm using. So, you know, for me personally, I do unfollow certain people after a while because it's like you're saying the same thing, just in a different way. And that's good that you're saying it. But at the end of the day, it's like your opinion is not the only opinion. And everyone should be able to feel comfortable learning languages in a, in a safe environment without being heckled, ridiculed, verbally abused, bullied. And I hope everyone gets something out of this. I know that this is the longest episode I've done solo in a while. It's like 48 minutes, almost 49 minutes long. Thank you to everybody, Anchor especially, for keeping the lights on. Um, thank you to all the people out there. Continue to keep subscribing, listening to the podcast. Um, you can also find me at Chanel Hancock, Twitter.com, Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast at Anchor.com, Chanel Patrice Hancock at Facebook.com, um, Film Chanel1977 at Instagram.com. I do have a YouTube channel. I just haven't done anything with it as of yet. Um, so, yeah. I also have a language learning group if you want to join it. Chanel's Language Learning Journey Mastermind. It's on Facebook. C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E apostrophe S. Language Learning Journey Mastermind. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to hit up michellethomas.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-T-H-O-M-A-S.com. You get 35% off if you purchase the Polish Foundation or Intermediate Course. And you also still get 35% off until the end of the year for Japanese Foundation Intermediate Course. Good luck in your language learning journey this week. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. And I'll see you in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock. Bye.